socialist country is really a place where people don't make any decisions for themselves. But yet in America and places like Mexico, that the private sector can still make decisions for themselves. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about socialism, in particular, Mexico. I want to answer the question, is Mexico a socialist country? You know, there are very few pure socialist countries of any left in the world. And this is where it gets really interesting, because a lot of people these days, they throw around these words, communism, socialism. Um, you know, you hear in the United States, people might say, well, America is becoming a socialist country. But the truth is that there are no true socialist countries left around the world, that the true, pure socialism, they, it really doesn't really exist. Most countries are what is known as a mixed economy. Mexico is not defined as a socialist country. In fact, Mexico can best be described as a mixed economy. A mixed economy is a country that shows characteristics of both capitalism and socialism. Mexico's private sector allows individuals and companies to make decisions for their business interests. Now, here's one of the key parts. When people talk about like America's becoming a socialist country or this place is becoming a socialist country, you know, socialist country is really a place where people don't make any decisions for themselves. But yet in America and places like Mexico, that the private sector can still make decisions for themselves. Investopedia says that a mixed economy is an economy organized with some free market elements and some socialist elements, which lies in a continuum somewhere between pure capitalism and pure socialism. So a mixed economy is somewhere in between pure capitalism and pure socialism. In Mexico, capitalism and socialism can work together. So one does not dominate the other. You know, it's the Constitution that regulates the Mexican economy, and it regulates the economic activities. So basically, you know, Mexico has a public sector, a private sector, you know, and there's rights in the society itself. And an example of that is that the Mexican Constitution regulates personal property. So Mexico's economic system is composed of laws, agreements, markets, institutions, incentives, and property rights. This is very similar to a mixed economy like the United States has. That's why going back to the beginning, there's no really pure socialist country. When you talk about socialism, you know, socialism is this broad term that people throw out there, but most countries have a mixed economy between capitalism and socialism. You know, under the Heritage Index of Economic Freedom, Mexico is ranked 67th regarding economic freedom. You know, so the study of the heritage looks at four primary areas for freedom. One is the rule of law. You know, the rule of law would include things such as property rights, judicial effectiveness, and government integrity. Uh, next would be the government size, um, you know, would be like, you know, how big is the tax burden, um, you know, government spending, and the fiscal health. The third part would be the uh, regulatory efficiency would include things such as business, labor, and monetary freedom. And the fourth one would be the open market. So of all the countries in the world, Mexico is ranked 67th, which means it's sort of, you know, smack right there somewhere in the middle. It's not at the top, 
it's not at the bottom. So it's basically right smack in the middle for freedom. So there's several things which are looked at that, you know, that affect uh, the ranking factors from the heritage. And one is the Mexico's rule of law. You know, Mexico's rule laws do with the property rights. Under Mexico's law, property rights are protected, but the way property rights are enforced is uneven. You know, so that's one of the problems why they didn't get a higher ranking was because of their property rights. You know, Mexico's government size and taxes, you know, Mexico's top individual's tax rate is 35% and the highest corporate tax rate is 30%. Yeah, but there's many other taxes, such as the VAT, which is the uh, value added on tax, which, by the way, a lot of countries have VAT tax. I know that Vietnam has a VAT tax. A lot of countries in Europe have a VAT tax. And Mexico has a VAT tax. So that means that the average individual pays about 16.5% of their domestic income to help with the Mexican government or with the taxes. But the Mexican government is supposed to use the taxes for the public good. But one of the issues is not all the money is used for social programs. And a lot of the tax money goes to corruption. So, so you know, where there's a high level of corruption, of course, there's not always freedom. You know, corruption sort of is one of these things that kills uh, freedom. And, and so that's one reason why many countries are trying to improve their corruption, Uh, For example, countries like I know personally from China, Vietnam and Thailand have a huge issue with corruption. They are, you know, they try to crack down, but it's difficult because a lot of your top people in the government are also corrupt. So corruption becomes a very hard thing to deal with once corruption is started. The other things is the Mexico's regulatory efficiency. You know, it's known for having a sudden regulatory changes to policy. And, you know, this is not uncommon. Like, you know, this is something which we deal with a lot in, in Vietnam. You know, suddenly the government changes the policy. Nobody knows. So you go to try to, you know, redo a work permit. You go to try to redo a visa and suddenly like, oh, well, we changed the policy. Now the policy is blah, blah, blah. And they don't give any warning. You don't really know. It's just kind of the way things play out and the way you need to live with them. So Mexico also can have a questionable enforcement of different policies that affect business and capitalism. You know, so as a business, you don't really quite know where things going to change. Is, is the policy going to be same today as it was yesterday? But that is very common among a lot of other countries, too, around the world. Uh, Mexico does have, you know, open markets and trade, has, you know, 23 preferential trade agreements in force. So Mexico wants to encourage free trade and open trade with a capitalist system. So they want to be able to also attract foreign investment. So overall, I would say that, you know, Mexico, it is a mixed economy. It is not a socialist economy. But, you know, it's an economy that that struggles like many other countries in the world also struggle. So it doesn't make it very different than many other places, too. I would say that it probably does deserve its rating by the Heritage Foundation to be sort of smack in the middle. You know, they are members of quite a few different international organizations, including the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, and the Organization of American States. They are a country that borders on America. And there's, of course, a lot of criticism among many Americans because of immigration coming across the Mexican border, of many uh, Mexicans coming to the United States to live illegally. But of course, you know, that's the way it happens because maybe they see it as opportunity and they see it as a freedom and for a better life. So 
Mexico is not a socialist country. And in fact, you know, you'd be really hard pressed to find a pure socialist country anywhere in the world today. Even countries like China and Vietnam are not. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Thank you so much for listening, where it's all about living life as a global citizen. We're all about trying to live our life as a global citizen. So we hope you'll join with us as we live our life as a global citizen. We will put a link to our podcast, um, Is Mexico a Socialist Country, in our description in case you'd like to read more and to be able to learn more about this. We'd like to thank you, our listeners, for listening. And we'd like to thank uh, Rico for help making this podcast work because we know without him, it just wouldn't work. I wouldn't know what to do. So thank you all so much. 